everyone, and welcome to the Glad to Podcast. I am Lauren Romo, and with me, as always, is my cousin and fellow nerd, Andrea Gutierrez. Yo, yo, yo. What up? Chilling. Oh, man. Busy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel like work for me, and I think for you, too. Oh, always busy for me. It's, it's yeah, it's off the charts. Yeah. 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 So... Episodes 9 and 10 of The Bad Batch, we are going to talk about it for sure. And then, obviously, we know Mandalorian starts uh, as we're recording in a few days. I'm doing my Mando rewatch. Mm. I'm doing my Book of Boba, Boba Fett rewatch You're in the, right okay. Now. Did you do Mando or you just went straight to Boba? Just Boba. You just straight to Boba? Okay. No, that's yeah. cool. That's cool. I'm watching doing Mando. I don't know if I'll get... I, I might try to fit in Boba. I'm trying just to get season one and two of Mando for sure to see if I can uh, pick up anything and maybe some threads they'll they'll throw in season three. But yeah, I, it's a, it's a solid rewatch. We'll talk. Maybe that will be another discussion. But yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. I'm excited. But, I yeah. mean, I am really pumped, and it it feels like it came up so fast. So mm-hmm. yeah, we uh, we're trying to figure out a recording schedule for that too because we know. <laughs> Bad Batch, Mando, are all coming at us. So it's a uh, it's a delightfully good time to be a Star Wars fan. Oh, yeah. But also frustrating as a content creator, because at least for us. Got to find the time. We got there's so much to talk about that. It's just, yeah, you just got, we got to find the time. But I did take uh, Wednesday off the first. Oh, I moved my smart. schedule around. Normally smart. I'm off on Mondays instead of Wednesdays. So my my boss was like, "Why are you working on Monday?" And I was like, "Oh, you know, s- someone's off and someone's off." So I figured I'd do that to fill in. He goes, "Why do you need Wednesday off?" <laughs> and I go, "Okay, okay. Um, uh, the Mandalorian <laughs> season three is coming out that day. Sorry." I, tried, I love that. I, I love tried that. <laughs> employee need. I love that. I love that so much. All right, kids, let's uh, let's get into the fun discussion we're ha- we're going to have about Bad Batch episodes nine and ten. But before we do that, this is your first time listening to us. Welcome. We are a Star Wars podcast to discuss anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. In each episode, we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it, and we talk about it. So we are obviously beyond the midway point now. We are in episodes nine and ten. And these were good episodes. We're gonna talk about it. I know we I think we both have thoughts, obviously thoughts and feelings for sure, but I think episode nine for me was really a good it was a shining episode for a lot of reasons. Episode ten was good. It was a solid episode. It was fun. Adventure moves the story along. I do like how they did this all in a two episode arc instead of maybe trying to throw it all in under one i don't know that's just me but and let's let's i'll I'll kick it off to you first as always thoughts feelings emotions how did you feel about these two episodes and then we'll dive into them separately but what's your overall thoughts pal yeah i really liked nine the crossing that's what it was called correct um and i thought it was a good um ending to uh the clone conspiracy and all of that that came right before it um because you know with echo leaving and how that affects the affects the bad batch it was nice that they wanted to address that 
in the series and not just gloss over it and move on to like missions and fighting the empire and all that stuff. So it was great in episode nine to um, kind of reconcile all their, their feelings about what they were having about echo. So that was really great. And it was a, it was a great episode for, you know, feelings and thoughts and thoughts and feelings and, and what it's like to talk through those things. And we'll go into that, I guess a little bit later, uh, and then 10 was kind of, you know, I don't know, you know, I've said this entire season, like, it's not filler, it's character development, it it serves a purpose in the story, and but that 10, I, I just could not um, get a really good feeling out of it. it. It gave me a little bit of a feeling like there's, there's bad all over the galaxy now because of the way the Empire is, so th- there's that, right. it's like there's these little pockets of bad all over the place. And, you know, it comes back to the theme of there's more of us. So, you know, to me, I just wish like when we got to 10, the Clone Force 99 would have made a commitment to what they are, you know, or what they're going to be. And since we're not there yet, it's a little frustrating, I think. But whatever. No, I I like I like what you said. I, I, I and I totally get that. That's a very valid. Very valid opinion. For me. You know, I, I do want to touch on what you said, what you said, though, for sure, because 10 was good. Like you're saying, the overall themes of there's more of us, which we know is huge in Star Wars. This is the the crux, a main theme within Star Wars. We know that. And then seeing how. Once the, you know, the Empire took over, how these other syndicates or how these other factions just started taking what they felt they you know deserved or what what they just felt like they could just take control because yeah, make there's their no own, law make their own laws right make their own exactly. rules yeah so it it's i get that and i in that for me again big omega stuff throughout these two episodes huge omega stuff oh yeah you know and i think for her to see in episode 10 that juxtapose what she saw in episodes 7 and 8. Well, 8. 8 for her in episode 8. Where was the Empire is evil. Now she even like seeing for herself, well, dang dude, this isn't just <laughs> the Empire. This isn't just Palpatine. This is a problem overall. And I get what you're saying where it feels like the Bad Batch should be at the point to where they feel they should be doing more as a collective. And maybe they do, and maybe we'll find that out, obviously, later on in the, in the season. Maybe the next episode we, we, we get to see that because I think a lot is happening between them and Sid, which we'll touch about and when we dive deep because I think that's a thing. But, yeah, I think these two episodes, big Omega stuff, as always, which I love, big tech. I love tech. This is really good tech episodes especially episode nine the crossing again the music you and i you know we are obviously huge kiner fans <laughs> it's just good music episode nine just had the nice little different vibe to it like with just a different little westerny kind of music yeah it was I very western it. and the, the the scenery the location yeah very very western and and it fit right the music that they chose fit you know so 
again, overall, again, animation, you and I can talk about that all day. The animation is just stunning in every episode. It's so good. We meet new characters. Again, we meet and see different different planet and different, you know, how things are run. So again, it, it, it opens, I think, eyes. It opens the eyes of Omega, but then it does open the audience eyes as well, showing them that, yeah, obviously we know the Empire, right? We know as huge Star Wars fans, we know the Empire. We know the kind of ripple effect it had throughout the galaxy. You know, but seeing it again in these different pockets, it is it is kind of eye opening. And a lot of people have kind of pulled similar or compared like Lady Proxima to uh Mac uh Mac Marco. Is it Marco? Marco Marco? Mm, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. But they, it, it was, and that's an interesting compare, though, because again, Lady Proxima, as we know from Solo, did very similar things with like a young group of people that she was kind of controlling. So, again, you get those kind of similarities, but in just a different area of the galaxy, and it made sense. So, yeah, these two overall, I really did like. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't like to use the word filler. You and I both say that. We don't like to use the word filler because I think each little step is a bigger moment for this crew. I think you and I have said that and we'll continue to say that. It's a bigger step to each crew. Now, maybe some of these steps are smaller and maybe we, we think they should be taking bigger steps, but they are steps, you know, regardless. And again, these... Writers are Dave Filoni and Jennifer Corbett for both of these episodes. And we had directors Brad Rouse, Stuart Lee, and Nathaniel Villanueva uh, were the directors for these uh, these two episodes. Again, st- outstanding stuff. We talk about that every episode, and I will continue talking about it, how it's a, the team of the Bad Batch. It's not just Filoni. It's the team. It's the team that he has created or the team that is surrounded by him that maybe he has put together however you want to say it it's a solid crew it's a solid writing it's solid production at every level and you can't you can't deny that for sure well, let's get into episode nine the crossing though Ange, because i like what you said that this was a nice little kind of continuation in the after effects of what we saw in episode eight so talk to me about episode nine, big, big theme that you saw or any moments, because there's there's a lot. I think there's a lot in here and it, it was more of a character driven kind of heavy episode. I don't know if you agree with that, but I feel like it wasn't it was more of that. It was more with Omega, more with tech and kind of them, you know, talking and discussing a lot of again emotional stuff, you know, human emotional things. So what do you think about this episode for sure? Yeah, I really think, you know, coming off of episode eight, like the the feeling of it was very like solemn, like melancholy, right? You can get that like right off the gist, like nobody seems like gung-ho to be doing another mission besides tech because that's how he processes things. He just right. does the next thing right. that he has to do because that's, that's how he does it. And, and we get to that later in the episode. So it was, it was 
uh, we're still doing things for Sid. What the hell? <laughs> we're talking about that, but yeah, stick a pin in that because I do. We're still talk about doing that. things for Sid. Um, I I totally I I I like what they're doing. You know, I like the location that they're mining. That they have this this mineral that's combustible. That's energy, like all that stuff. It's very it's very cool. Um, but you can tell that everybody's a little off, right? Wrecker's off. Um, Hunter, everybody. Omega, uh, probably the most out of everybody. But she, I love when they allow her to mine the the Ipsium because it was just cool. Like, because she's like this this little like badass that can like do things, right? And like, yeah, I'll climb up in here and I'll stick this in here and flip this over. And sh- I love it. I love it that she's like that. Um, and then, you know, Wrecker just is, is Wrecker and loses the ship. And that's a huge deal, right? That's a huge deal. That's that's their home. And I think what this episode really did best was to show how different generations of people deal with things differently. And it, it's based off of, you know, age, time, progression, emotional maturity, all that stuff. And it, it's showing you the difference between those two, those two age groups. And, you know... Some of them just see that as their ship and you can get another ship and but Omega sees it as their home. And and you get that a lot in in families where um, parents are ready to move on to another house and they want something new, but the children have an attachment to it and can't imagine being anywhere else. So it 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 goes it's teaching us that in in a in a Star Warsy way. So it, I thought that it was great. And I mean the conversation at the end. Um, with Tech and Omega and him just explaining that he admits that he, his thought, he thinks so, he processes his thoughts differently, but that doesn't mean that he is different from Omega. It was just like, it was a great, it was a great teaching episode, I think, um, for kids and for parents and, and for adults and in, and anybody. So it it was a good episode. I I enjoyed it, but I was also like, really, we're we're still doing things for Sid, and then Sid shows up, and she's a jerk. So what what are we doing here? Why why are we still running through this? So I was hoping that by the time that when we got to episode ten, we were gonna address that, right? We were gonna address Sid. We were gonna address what the Bad Batch's purpose is going forward. And we, when we didn't get that in ten, I kind of was disappointed. No, I and I, I totally again. I I I could definitely understand that feeling because it did leave you like you're saying episode nine specifically. It was more of a let's talk about our feelings. Let's talk about what is bothering us because, like you said, the the team was off for sure from the from the from the start of the episode. Them just walking down and just like. Omega just kind of like, oh, here we go again. Like you could just tell in her body language, like they just were not, they they didn't, they weren't about what they were, what they were doing. Like they could care less. And then you can see the progression of frustration from Omega. And then even frustration from, you know, like you're saying, Wrecker from Hunter a little bit, but like you're saying, tech was tech. And I love that conversation, like you said, between him and Omega at the end, when he was like, you know, just because I process things differently, you know, it doesn't mean that I don't feel the same way you do. I'm just processing it in a different way. 
you know, and when she says, you know, aren't we a family? And I like how he's like, yeah, 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 we are. We are a family. And again, how he's processing what she is asking. And I like how he goes, you know, into like having to respect Echo. And he's, he, even, he even mentions Crosshair in that moment, too, which is super interesting, I think. That you can tell that still, again, that bothers him still. Even though he might not talk about it like Omega is, he's still bothered by it. He is in the the mind frame of I have to respect what they what their choice was. You know, and I process that differently than you, you know, but doesn't mean that I don't feel the same frustration or the same feelings that you are expressing like outward, you know, outwardly to to everyone to tech of, you know, to the team. So it is, like you said, it's a great teaching moment, a great moment between those two characters. And I love that we have gotten a lot of that between those two, you know, and even that little yeah, moment. Yeah, for sure. Of, between those two. Yeah. It, we yeah, really yeah. have explored that um, since the beginning of season two. So it's been great that that kind of still continues through the rest of the season. Yeah, I and I hope it continues for sure, like through the rest, through the rest of season two. But then even that little moment of. Him, obviously, you know, after she kind of storms off and Tech goes to talk to her after kind of being nudged by Wrecker and Hunter, like, dude, you gotta, because even that line, like, I mean, even him saying, like, what is your issue? Like, you felt that being in Omega's, you know, perspective and, like, shoes, like, you can feel, like, how that would be like, dude, what's, what's my issue? What, what is your problem? You know, but again, to tech, he was just like, I don't under, like he didn't understand why she was so upset about losing the Marauder, because, again, like you said to him, it's just a ship. It can be replaced. Like he said, we'll find another transport. It's not a big deal. And again, like he said, with Echo, he wasn't here when we were, you know, the Bad Batch was here before him. It's going to be here before him after. Like he could not. He cannot understand why she would be so attached or so emotional about those things because he wasn't. But again, that conversation of him saying, like, just because I don't express it the way you do doesn't mean I don't feel that. It's just that that's that's not how I process what is going on. And then that even that little moment of him when he does go find her and he's like, you know, yeah, he's like, yeah, this is definitely, you know, the Ipsium is way more you know, um, this Ipsium is way better than Sid's uh, mine. So let's get as much as we can. And he says, you know, you know, I'm going to give you the tool and you can do it. She's like, you trust me with that? And he's like, well, I know you can do the task. And I think in that moment, I think she was just, I think she really wanted him to say, yeah, I trust you. But again, that was his way of saying it. Like, I know you can do the task. So yeah, I trust you doing it. And again, that just leads to that bigger conversation. But yeah, I, this was such a big Omega and tech episode that I loved it a lot. I really did. And then you get that. And I, cause I do want to bring up Sid because yeah, I, not that I don't like Sid. And I, you and I have talked about this on, on, on the show before where we hear about her past from Milady, Malegi, And you get the sense that there is something going on and that he even warns them, like, you know, you guys got to watch your back with her. 
And even at that moment, we were like, huh, that's interesting. Well, I think it's coming back around. You know, we're seeing what he, what, what he was saying to Tack and Hunter or to Tack and Wrecker and to Omega in that episode. And I, I don't know what's going on with Sid. What, there's gotta be something deeper. Or is that just who she is? Because maybe that is. Maybe this is just who she is. Maybe she just she just sees them as just, you know, expendable pieces. Whereas I think maybe you and I have said before, maybe she feels like they are a little more more family than maybe other, you know, people in her crew are. But the way she acted in the in that in that end, man, she was just like that's hey, your problem, not my problem. I told you guys to get the Ipsium and leave. You lost your ship. That's on you. That's not on me. But for her to even be like, to ha- kind of have to be pulled into even like, okay, yeah, give me a few days. Like that was that was yeah, I I that was crazy. And I love I got honestly I love tech. Like, dude, we've done so much for you. And she's like, he's listing what they have done. And she's like, I don't need a recap goggles. Like, but again, what what's the deal then? Yeah, what I mean, what are your thoughts, Ange? Is it is it that is something going on with her, or is it this is just who Sid is? This is just who she is. What, I mean, what's what's what was your feelings about that scene? Uh, for me, like, I don't think we're gonna get like a twisty twist out of Sid. I think we've been told what she is and now it's being proven i i mean that's just where i think we're gonna go i think it's gonna be very straightforward if it's not and it ends up like she's being held hostage you know outside of the the transmission and and that's why she really who knows right but um for right now i think the bad the i don't it's kind of like being in a bad job right you're in a bad job and you have bad managers and you like want to leave but like this is all you, you got right? <laughs> right 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 and and so you put up with it and then you think in these small moments that like these people appreciate you and they don't number one this is not how i am as manager i just want everybody to know that just to clarify. <laughs> I'm going to bring some guests on next week just to clarify to completely. But, um, you know, people get stuck and they're stuck right now, um, which is frustrating because you think that they have like bigger hearts and minds to overcome that. And I just wish they would get away from Sid. And, yeah. and I think yeah. maybe that's all this is, is them just being stuck and then needing to move on. Or maybe there's some bigger uh, lesson here. I don't, I don't know what it is. But right now, I'm just gonna see it as they have a bad manager and uh, they need to go find another job. And it's really interesting because, again, I think there there has been moments in season one, season two, where she, you do get the feeling that she does care, that she doesn't just see them as expendable. But then you, we have gotten these moments, right? We have gotten these moments of her just being like, well, sorry, yeah. not sorry, kids. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, this is. I think it, it has like that very small feeling of George Lucas's message of selfishness and self-centeredness is like the root of all evil and, like and what puts you 
in in the dark side or in the the wrong end of the galaxy and to me that's all we're really seeing from sid right now is selfishness and self-centeredness so um maybe maybe that's what that maybe that's also the lesson i don't know it do you and i and i I like that poll it's a really good poll and i think that makes a lot of sense for her character because maybe whatever happened uh, and at that episode uh, of the racing, maybe that did change her because of dealing with her past. Maybe something's going again. We don't know. Like you said, maybe she's being held hostage on the other end of that transmission. We don't. We don't know. Like we don't know. But it definitely is something that you would think at this time the Bad Batch, as a crew, would be like, "All right, dude, we need to go." But we have seen that though. As well, we know Tech Tech has said this multiple times now in the season about having to bail her out, you know, and just why are we keeping the do? Why are we keep doing this to ourselves? Same with Echo, and Echo came to the point where you know he He left. He left. What is Hunter's problem? (laughs) Let's be honest; it's a Hunter problem. It's a good point. It's a good point. I don't know if it's just he wants to believe in her or, again, this is just who they are as they just do the next mission, right? Just as all, all, the, all the clones that we know, especially in that, the last two episodes, like, they didn't want, you know, they didn't care about pensions. They just wanted to be able to go on the next mission. And maybe that's just, again, that's just who he is and how he processes things. But I do think now we're at the point where I think and I hope it comes to a realization for him that, okay, we do have to do something different because this is this isn't working. And maybe they reach out to Echo and say, hey, you know what? You were right. Or whoever they reach out to or someone reaches out to them and they realize like, okay, this is this is it. And I think more realization happened in episode 10, specifically with Omega. Again, seeing that it's not just the Empire themselves, but it's just these greedy, corrupted people that are just out for themselves. And then that reflects and changes other people's lives poorly. And now she's seeing that. And it's not like the Bad Batch doesn't know because Tech says at the end of the episode, yeah, we, you know, that's true. This is, you know, the Empire isn't the only, the only problem in the galaxy right now. But there's more of us. And that's, and again, it's a strong message. It's a very strong message. But it, I hope this does change moving forward how they interact with Sid. And I hope this makes them want to, again, do more for that cause that they did in this episode to help others. Because I think that's what I hope is ultimately what they're going to do is help others, but specifically help other clones, right? But didn't you feel like it wasn't so much towards the end? It wasn't like, let's help others. It was like, let's get our ship and go. Yeah. No, no, no. I get what you're saying. No, I get what you're saying for sure. It did feel like they were like, okay, peace out. 
But they did help. Again, maybe not intentionally. They didn't go seek, right? They didn't go do that just to do it. But they got thrown into it. But they did help instead of walking away or whatever. But again, they, well, I mean, I guess they really didn't have a choice in the matter because they were going after the ship. But I agree. They they could have maybe stayed and helped or they could have maybe done more. But again, I, I, guess, I guess they're just not at that place yet as a collective group. And maybe, again, I'm hoping, like you say, and I'm hoping that we get there in these next couple episodes. But this episode, then again, we got, again, interesting um, side of the galaxy. We see kids mining this Ipsium for Marco. 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 Moco. My, I think how Benny says it is so. And Benny Marco. was the one that actually steals. Yeah. He says it as Marco. Benny was the one that steals the ship. And I thought for a hot second in the last episode, it was Hondo. It, it looked like a, Hondo. It had a Hondo vibes. It, it had vibes. It did. Yeah. It had vibes. So I was a little disappointed it wasn't Hondo. But again, we get this interesting character. We meet other characters that are like him. These, again, many kids that are doing this for Sid. And he's just treating them as, again, disposable people, not feeding them. And, like, scaring them to saying, well, there's not enough. But there clearly is because he's feasting on crap in his little office. You know, and he's just giving them one bowl for, like, seven people. And he's forcing people to do, like, harder work, longer hours. To be able to get maybe a bowl for themselves. Like it's crazy. And again it does give you Lady Proxima vibes for sure from Solo. I like that comparison. But as a whole again I love the Bad Batch again helping out. Showing that. well, And it was really Omega. Omega was the one that showed Benny what was going on. And if it wasn't again it wasn't for Omega. Who knows what it would have happened. They might have been in that 10 years for mining with Marco. But because of Omega, because of her heart, because of her caring. And then again, even that little moment that I think really did it was her giving Benny her ration. And he was like, why are you giving this to me? She's like, well, you helped. So yeah, here, here's, here's some rations for you. You know, you can see how desperate he was because in earlier in the episode, he ate one that was on the floor and, like, you know, blew on it, dust came off, and, like, he was like, all right, cool, yep, this is, I'm, I'll eat this. Like, that's how desperate he was. And, again, so you get why he did what he did, but then, again, it was because of Omega and her thoughtfulness, her heart changed once he really saw, you know, what was going on that, Marco was holding everything back from them. He was, you know, the Ipsium wasn't degraded as he was telling them. It was fine. He was keeping basically all the profits and barely giving them their fair share. So, you know, R.I.P. Marco barely knew you, but that's okay. I didn't, I didn't mind that at all. So, so Ange, what, episode 10, your thoughts, feelings, any moments took out to you as well? Which uh, thoughts and feelings, thoughts and feelings. I kind of was like, you know, I, I wasn't invested too much into Benny or Drake or, That's or fair. any That's fair. of these little kids. Um, 
but you know, it puts hard to Omega- do in one episode, really. You yeah, know? yeah, it, I get it, you. But it put Omega in a in a situation where she has to choose to do the right thing, which she does, which is good. Um, I find it interesting at the end that when Omega asks like what they're gonna do, and they're like, "Oh, we're gonna continue to mine the Ipsium," and then she tells them that they can pretty much be whatever they want in a big galaxy like why isn't she saying that to hunter you know it's just kind of interesting that they're not realizing yet that they're also kind of not in the best situation either so when is that realization gonna come so um you know overall it was it was just all right for me i wasn't really feeling this episode and um you know i'm just I don't know. I was just kind of like, all right, cool. Gotcha. Sounds great. It, again, it move, it's moving the story for sure. You know, I I don't know if this was, again, it was a baby step. I don't know if that's how you feel. Yeah, I'm definitely not going to be like, this show sucks. I'm oh, done. Right, right, this right, is right. the end of Star Wars. You know, kind of like how I was with the I most take- best. <laughs> like how I was with the most Vespa squad, but I mean that really got me going. And, and this one, Still like it, it serves its purpose, right? It serves its purpose to to use a platform like animation to teach people about the way to be. And I think that's what shows are now is, is their their teachable life experiences, and and that's what you got out of this episode. So to me, it's fine, but. I'm not going to rewatch it and I'm not going to like, you know, talk about it and get hype about it. It just wasn't one of those, but it doesn't mean that it was bad or that it was the end or that it discredits the rest of the season. It just was, it was what it was. It was an episode that moved the story along in a, in a way. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, and I totally agree. I am interested to see again, like you were, like you, like you said, does this change anything for the Bad Batch moving forward? Like you're saying, Omega sees it. Omega, I think Mego's, I think, is the, I don't, I don't want to say the only one, but she is definitely the one that is vocal about what she's seen. And, and again, it's, I feel like that conversation between her and Tech at the very end of this episode Show that tech understood, don't you think? Like, I feel like he understands the bigger issue, but yeah, completely. But then, where they go, right? What? What about Hunter and Wrecker? Do they not care, or is just again? Are they so next mission, next mission, so cloned, you know, soldier that way that they just can't, they can't see it for some reason? I don't know. I don't know. What, what, how do you feel about I mean, I think that? Wrecker is. I think, again, I we've said this before. Hunter's just trying to keep Omega safe. Yeah. He's not doing a yeah. really good job at it. That was a cool move, though, real quick, when he, like, grappled, uh, grappled gun. She fell. He swooped. That was cool. That was awesome. That was that very was cool. cool. Yeah. yeah. That was a good sequence. Yeah, yeah. Um, So it's like he doesn't want to fight the Empire because he doesn't want to draw attention but it, you know it's there's got to be a tipping point um coming that's going to make them choose sides right so episode 14 i think tipping point 
Yeah, I think you are. I think that is the episode, which is then leads into the last two episodes, 15, 16. So, again, I think we are. It's Maybe it's just a slower journey than as an audience or as fans. Maybe we want them to get there more quickly. But this is their journey. This is the steps they have taken, that they are taking, to, I think, get to that point of what you're talking about, to realize that they are in a bad situation with Sid, that they can be doing more for the clones, and that they should be doing more. You know, and I feel like, I don't know if it will be something that happens in the next couple episodes. But eventually we are going to get to, like you're saying, that tipping point of them saying, okay, this is enough is enough. We have to do something. Is it, you know, maybe is it because Rex gets in trouble and, you know, Rex and Echo get in trouble, so they have to go save them. Is it something else that gets their attention that makes them realize, you know, time will tell. But I, I do see what you're saying, though, as far as maybe they should have been seeing who Sid really is sooner. But I think you're right in the fact that I think, A, Hunter just wants to protect his, his, his team and Omega. That's all. So he is, that he is, in his head, trying to avoid those situations, like going to Coruscant, like getting more involved because he doesn't want to draw that attention. But I think it something, and it has to come from him. I agree, though, right? I mean, it has to be Hunter. He's one that has to, I think, see the light. Because I think the others do. But they're just following him because he's he's the leader, right? So, I, I don't know. I... I I think he will. Again, I think that's just where we're going. I mean, I think we do see and get to a point where they want to do more and they maybe are part of the the clone. I don't want to say a clone uprising, obviously, or clone trooper revolution, but it's them getting other clones safe or them helping other clones get out of the, of the situation they are in. I mean, I, I, I don't know if that's how you feel. But I think that's where we're going. Would you agree? Or do you think this is going in a different direction? I don't know. I mean, I don't know. And I, I like being in that that space. I don't like feeling like what's coming up next is going to be su- obvious. You know? So good point. I think that's, that's, good point. that's good um, screenwriting. I think that's, you know, telling a story. You shouldn't be able to pr- predict the end. Um, so I like that I don't really know what how what their fate is. So I'm that that's what keeps me coming back every week and watching another episode. So, but I don't want them to continue to do missions for Sid. I'm done with it. I agree. I want them to be done with it. I want to be done with it. I want them working towards either fighting the Empire, helping the the displaced clones i i want them doing something like that you there has to be a bigger message you know there's small messages there needs to be the big the big message i i agree i i do wonder now if how much we a get more said this season 
And do they start pushing back more than they have with her? Like if they, if she gives them a mission, like, are they able just to say flat out, no, we're not doing that one. We're not doing this. Like, when is that moment? Because I feel like it's coming. I agree. I feel like it's coming to the point where they're going to say, you know what, Sid, thanks for all that you've done for us, but we're out. Because clearly she doesn't, it seems like she doesn't care care enough about them to again go out and rescue them i mean she's a trained ocean let's i mean fair let's call a spade a spade fair (laughs) that's fair (laughs) there are no good ones we we, we, there's not a lot of good trained oceans that's fair that's fair that's fair but what is right but does she again does she change in some way, shape, or form. I don't, like you're saying, I agree with you where I I think this is who she is. This is, who, this is who Sid is. Whether we are hoping that she changes or not, or whether she says and tries to tell herself that she's changed, because she tried to tell that to herself a few episodes ago when she talked to Malagi, Malady, Malagi. She tried to say, no, I changed. Does she believe that? I don't know. Maybe she feels it, but is she really showing it? Because, again, I think if she really cared, like really cared about them, she would have like, okay, yeah, I'm coming. Or she would have found a way to help them. But the way she acted is very sus. It really is. So, yeah, I'm with you. I'm kind of... I'm... I'm kind of over doing missions for her now. Like, I really want them to start doing more meaningful, if that makes sense, more meaningful things moving forward than just going to get Ipsium for Sid and then getting caught up in some, you know, local issue. Like, I get, I mean, I get that's just part, again, that's been part of their journey, though, too is doing these missions, getting caught up in these situations and helping out locals, right? But again, I see what you're saying. Like, when when is the point of them realizing, okay, this is, this is it. Like, we have to move on. Like, this can't go on anymore. I agree. I agree. But still, like you're saying, great episode. You know, good show. Doesn't take any way from the show overall it still moves the story along maybe again maybe not at the pace that we would like but at a pace to where they're telling the story and they feel this is how the story should be told for this crew and we'll wrap it up any final thoughts feelings on these last two episodes anything you want to bring up before we skedaddle no uh i mean the the animation's beautiful. The music is right on. I mean, it's it's beautiful to watch. It's good storytelling. I'm, you know, I'm just ready to kind of sew some ends up, right? And get a little bit of payoff from a couple things that happened in the beginning of the season, so. No, I agree. Again, overall, good stuff. We can talk about the animation overall. The music is so good. It's just, it's just really good. It's just really, really good. 
So yeah, can't wait to see where they go from here. Can't wait to see how this, where this leads to. Because like you're saying, it could lead to a lot of places. It could lead to a lot of places, but they are telling it the way they want to tell it. And we will find that out towards the end of obviously this season. And again, do we get more? We've talked about that before too. We'll see. We'll see if they if they are getting if we are getting another season. I hope they hold that announcement until after this season. I know they announced season two before the end of season one, which was fine. I mean that kind of made sense. But if they do and are actively doing like a season three, I hope they hold that off because I I want to see how this how this ends. I want to see how the season ends and then. I want to see if, A, does it leave it on, like, a cliffhanger, so to speak, or do they wrap it up? So I don't want to really know the answer if they say, like, season three is on its way before the finale. But we'll see. If they want to do it that way, then that's their prerogative, too. They can tell us. They can tell us for sure. The more Star Wars, the better, for sure. All right, kids, that's it. That's the show. Thanks for listening to us. You can follow us at The Galactic Podcast on Twitter and Hive. And we are on Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, all the major platforms. And you can follow me, Lauren Romo, at Knows on Twitter and Hive. You can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez, at R2D2Step on Twitter. J-Hope's going into the military, guys. Give you is the it, BTS news. Is that is that for reals? Realsies? Yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's doing his enlistment soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's breaking BTS news, kids. Breaking BTS news here on the Galactic Podcast. <laughs> Craziness. Uh, all right, kids. That's it. And as always, may that force be with you. Always. Always. always.